0: Do the talking. That's a good idea. You can't stay put. Hello, analyst.
1: Hey. Hello, officer. Good to see you again. Yep. We have had a doozy of a day. A real doozy. Uh, There we were. Yep. Uh, Minding our own business. Yep. Making some improvements to my new house. The new house? When all of a sudden, out of nowhere, these kids started killing themselves all over my property. Yeah, this one right here, he dove headfirst right into the wood chipper. the Woody, right back there. There's another one up over there who who shoved a spear through his gullet. Straight through. Now, I don't know how much experience you've had with
0: this, but we were scared shitless. Scared shitless. I- Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another wonderful episode of Chuck Goes to the Movies, where we talk about different films or filmmakers that impact our lives or influence our love for movies, and I'm excited about this episode because we are kicking off our entire Halloween-related So, you know, everything having to do with horror movies, whether it's horror comedy, uh, true horror, gore, slasher, all that fun stuff. I've got a fun lineup of episodes coming out for the next month, so I'm really excited about this. And joining me on our first episode of this Halloween extravaganza is my brother, Robert. Robert, how are you doing today?
1: I am wonderful. How are you doing?
0: I am doing pretty well. We are talking about a very funny movie. I honestly forgot how funny it was Uh, when I was doing the rewatch. I was laughing, you know, stupidly at all these different parts. And I'm just like, this is a this is a underrated classic. Oh, yeah, definitely underrated. So we're talking about Tucker and Dale versus evil. You got to love this horror movie. It's I'm almost I'm almost reluctant to call it a horror movie, but it is it's.
1: It is, but it's just a a parody on horror movies.
0: Yeah, kind of like Cabin in the Woods. It's it's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited about that. I'm actually talking about that movie on another uh, show's podcast uh, next month. Oh, nice. But, yeah. Yeah great movie uh there's some wonderful names in it that uh people will recognize especially uh alan tudyk i think he's probably one of the most recognizable names in this movie he's in everything he's like he's like the background he's the back we're not talking firefly (laughs) we are not talking firefly Firefly. you and justin need to just um you need to watch firefly (laughs) i told you i would i promised you i would um But no, like Alan Tudyk, he's like the background character. Like Samuel L. Jackson of background characters. He's in everything. But like you you wouldn't know unless you were looking or paying attention. Because he also does a lot of voice work. So, and you would never know it's him. He's in a lot of, he's almost in every Disney movie, I feel like, nowadays. And Solo.
1: And Solo. 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 No, he's in Rogue
0: One. I thought he was in Solo. Wait, what? No, he's in Rogue One. Okay, cool. He's in Rogue One. I don't care. <laughs> all right, we'll edit that part out. He's in Rogue he One. You two at zero. He, he's in Rogue <laughs> One, not not Solo. No, not Solo. Not Solo. Rogue One, the better movie. Rogue One, yes. <laughs> the best of all the spinoff movies. There's only Actually, two. The best of...
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was, let, me, let me rephrase that. The best of every movie made... Since the prequels.
0: Yes, there you go. I still have my arguments for Last Jedi, but yes, I agree. Rogue One is definitely the better of all the movies that have been made since Disney took over the Star Wars franchise. How about that? Yes. Uh, But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about Tucker and Dale versus evil so just a few fun facts about Tucker and Dale before we dive right into the meat and potatoes of all this it was released on December 9th of 2010 so it's almost 10 years old uh, for some reason I thought it was older than that and I have absolutely no idea why I really thought it came out in earlier in the 2000s don't ask me why the
1: budget of that movie I couldn't find it at first but I did find it five million
0: dollars. Wow, that's pretty cheap.
1: But did you see what opening weekend was? Yeah,
0: I saw what opening weekend was. $52,000. <laughs> 52000 <000, laughs>
1: And the gross USA was 223000
0: I mean, it had a worldwide gross oh, in plus. $5 million, so it, it found its yeah, following somewhere. Yeah, so they, they got the money back. Yeah, <laughs> it was a cold classic now? Oh, I want to say cold classic, but I feel like
1: a lot of people don't know this movie.
0: Uh, see that—that's the thing, you know. A lot of people really don't know this movie. I mean, true fans would know this movie, but I've mentioned this movie to several people before. They're like, "Tucker and what?" It's like Tucker and Dale versus Evil. What? It's on Netflix. Where? Well, you—you—you you, you literally have to go searching for it. It's not just going to be, you know, in the recommendations list of Netflix, unless you watch a lot of the, you know, that particular type of movie. Then it's going to show up right. in the recommendations. But I—I uh, I mean. I know you have it on the Voodoo account, so I could have watched it there, but I only have your Voodoo account on one TV. And so it's easier for me to watch it on Netflix. And when I went to go look for it on Netflix, I literally had to go type it in and search for it. Yeah, go search for it, yeah. So, I mean, and it's a shame that it's not a more well-known popular movie because, yes, it is stupid comedy, but it's, again, a lot of great names. It actually has some... It's a pretty interesting storyline. It's a good concept about these kids who these college kids that go out and they're going camping in the woods. And it just turns out that Alan Tudyk and um, I feel like I always say his name wrong. Is that how you say it? Alan Tudyk? Yeah. Yeah. Tudyk. Tyler Labine, you know, they play Tucker and Dale uh, respectively. They, uh, so Tucker just bought a cabin out in the middle of the woods. (laughs) Funny. Um, And they're building it up and they're like the rednecks of rednecks. And, of course, now it's playing on that whole thing. Well, you got college students out camping. You've got these two, like, redneck hillbillies who are the supposed, like, murderers of this. But the, the funny part is, is that they are the two, like, of the nicest, friendliest, least likely to kill you people on Earth. The college kids end up killing themselves out of fear and stupidity. And I think that's what makes this movie absolutely fantastic um of course so there's a i haven't done this i have it on dvd or on blu-ray
1: i haven't gone and looked yet but apparently there's a version you could watch from the college kids
0: perspective oh that's interesting oh i bet it really yeah. does a good job of spinning dale and tucker as the murders. right sp- right
1: as exactly yeah oh. i should have wa- i meant to do that yesterday but i didn't do it i need to go look and see if it's on that on that, my blu-ray feature because I think it'd be fun to watch it that way. That
0: is, uh, that would be an absolutely amazing perspective if you watched it one. So I, if that, if that version actually is out there, then it, probably you should watch that one first and then go back and watch the original one. I think that would be a good like double feature type thing going on there. That's. I'm making my way upstairs. <laughs> You're making your way upstairs. So while he's making his way upstairs, guys, let's talk about how this film was received a little bit. Let me pull up my notes on that.
1: So, surprisingly, Roger Ebert liked this
0: movie. He gave it 3 out of 4 stars. I'm finding that very hard to believe. (laughs) He doesn't like anything. Of all the movies we've done, I know, (laughs) and he liked this one. Uh, So, Roger Ebert liked this movie. It was actually pretty well received by critics and audiences alike. It has an 85% uh, rating with critics and certified fresh, which means a majority of the critics had positive reviews about this movie and it has an 84 percent audience score so i this i think this is the first time i've seen a movie neck and neck between critics and audience uh since we've started this so on the, uh, podcast yeah sorry go ahead on the blu-ray
1: it does say tucker and dale are evil the college kids point of view <gasps> in the special features
0: i mean is it like the full movie i bet you, you might be able to
1: i don't know i haven't put it in. i'm gonna take it put it in probably watch it today um but I bet
0: you can probably like find it on YouTube or something. I bet you could. I- I'm so intrigued. I want to see this version of it. Cause I-, I bet it they do a really great job spinning it as they are actually evil and they are the murderers. Oh, that's so brilliant. Uh yes, Robert yeah. <laughs> Robert. Roger Ebert did that's like me. this movie. Uh, he said, Students of the little movie glossary may find it funny how carefully Tucker and Dale works its way through upended cliches. So that's just fancy way of saying, they did a good job with this movie. <laughs> yeah, That's the one thing I really... You know, I don't like Roger Ebert. He always has to be like... He always has to sound so... What's the word I'm looking for? Um, like a backhanded compliment? It's very backhanded. It's very pretentious. That was the word I was looking for. He yeah. sounds so pretentious in his movie reviews. I mean, come on. Just be straightforward. Did you like the movie? Did you not like the movie? Um, Ben Sachs from the Chicago Reader. Here's something you don't see every day. A genial, politically correct splatter comedy. Which I think is the most accurate review of this movie. Just saying. Yeah. But then there are people who didn't like it. Kyle Smith from the New York Post. We don't like you, Kyle Smith. Essentially, a student film offering nothing but absurdly absurdly contrived coincidence. Oh. Uh. He looks like he's in high school. So, you know, I don't know, man. I don't know. (laughs) This is back from 2011. So, obviously, he's not in high school now. But, uh... For the most part, everybody did receive this movie. If you haven't seen Tucker and Dale versus Evil, you need to sit down and watch this movie. Oh, if you're a huge fan... Yeah, you shouldn't be listening to this podcast. Well, you shouldn't be you listening to this podcast. The <laughs> you should be watching the movie first and then listening to us. And then listen to the podcast, yes. yes. Um, also, if you're a fan of the show 30 Rock, then you're going to love one of the actresses in this movie. Um, Katrina Bowden. 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 Katrina. Bowden. 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 I, I don't know. Katrina B. She plays uh, Allison in this movie, but she was also, um, I can't remember her character's name in 30 Rock, but she was the uh, assistant who was always like dressing in the most scandid, uh like scandalous, and in the, in the office where uh, Tina Fey and all of them worked and stuff like that. She's really, she's a funny actress and she's really good in this film. I never saw that show. Oh, 30 Rock is such a great show. Uh, one of my yeah, favorite 30. Alec Baldwin performances ever. And I like Tina Fey. What can I say? So, any uh, movie facts or anything like that you want to add about this film uh, before we dive into our criteria? No. Cool. Well, then let's... I think I'm good. Let's dive into the criteria. So, the first question is, how has this movie impacted your life or influenced your love of movies if either of those two apply in any way, shape, or form?
1: Well, I remember the first time I saw this movie. I used to travel the country for work,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and uh, I remember... Dark Knight had just come out, and we watched it uh, while we're in a hotel room. I think there's like four to six of us or something, and uh, we hooked up my laptop to the TV and we watched the Dark Knight. And then everybody was going back to their separate rooms. And then uh, one of the guys put in my laptop a disc and didn't say what it was, didn't say anything about it, and just said, "You'll thank me in the morning," and walked <laughs> out. I was like. What?
0: that's kind of ominous and I was like I
1: don't want to watch this yeah I was like I don't want to watch this and he uh I, I started watching it and I was like all right and then I just started picking up I was like dude this is one of the funniest movies I've seen <laughs> this movie is hilarious and I thanked him in the morning yeah <laughs> <laughs> I was like dude that, that okay that, that movie was worth it thanks <laughs> I, it does... so but yeah that was the first time I saw the movie it's it's, it's a pretty funny
0: movie it is a funny movie and
1: i, I you don't see many parodies on horror movies like this.
0: No, not not. I mean, not unless you were just a flat out like scary movie, you know, like parody. Right. Uh, but you don't. Yeah, you don't see. Right. A yeah. Horror exactly. Movie yeah. I don't. I don't making fun that of like the a, horror a, genre uh, right. like this one does, or like right. Cabin in the Woods does it's because technically this is a horror movie. Yes. A scary movie. Isn't a horror movie. No, no, no. It's a comedy. So that's a why I don't, comedy. I don't count that. Yeah. I know. I never understood why Netflix always lists the scary movie franchise under horror. I'm just like the, does the person who decides what, what movie categories these movies fall under, not know what a movie is. Um, right. it's definitely not a horror film, but a movie like this is a horror film. I mean, it's, uh, it's more slasher horror than anything else because it's not outright scary. It's just, you know, a lot of blood, gore, stuff like that. Um, but you're right. It's, it's very rare that you get a movie that can not just laugh at itself, but laugh at the entire genre in which it is built in and be successful and not be like, not be dumb. I mean, there are some dumb parts, but not be overly dumb, and it, it it's very slow getting started too. Uh, as you mentioned, you know, you're just like, okay, okay, oh. When it started picking up, it was, it was definitely funny. It took it just took it a little bit to get that momentum going. But during the rewatch, I did notice some things at the beginning of the film, which I'll get into in a little bit that kind of make me appreciate the slowness of the beginning because that was just a nice build up to what was going to happen. But as far yeah. as my answer to that question, if it's impacted my life or influenced my love for movies, I would say it's definitely influenced my love for a hor- a good horror comedy. Um, it would definitely build that appreciation for movies like Cabin in the Woods and things like that. But I remember watching this movie. You showed me this movie. It was I visited you once in Texas and you're like, you we have to see this movie. And I remember sitting there watching it with you uh, one night and. And it was absolutely hilarious. So thank you for making me watch this movie. There we go. (laughs) It all comes around. It does all come around. Uh, Let's talk about cast a little bit. We've kind of highlighted some of the cast members and everything like that. But let's uh, go into a little bit more detail. So Alan Tudyk is... Alan Tudyk and Tyler Labine are the two main stars here, but let's start with Alan Tudyk. So he's not in Solo. He's in Rogue One. And uh, he also in appears One. in a little TV show, a short-lived TV show that apparently everybody loves, but not enough for anybody to revive it back into a TV show, Firefly.
1: You kind of can't now, but you need to watch <laughs> it so, to understand why.
0: I, uh,
1: oh, and that, that it, it was like 2002, almost 20 years ago. <laughs> Um, we're so living the in the age of them rebooting
0: everything, so they could easily reboot this. Although, I mean, you you, you know the story better than I do. You just said there's a reason why they couldn't.
1: Well, yeah. Yeah, so they, uh, they did the TV show.
0: And then they did the movie Serenity. they were
1: canceled. Right. Then they did the movie Serenity to kind of wrap it all up. Mm-hmm. And there's things that happen,
0: and yeah. So. Oh, they could just... Everybody likes to use the whole multiverse excuse now to make new things happen, so they could just easily go back and say, "Oh, the movie never happened." <laughs> just kidding. Um, but no. Alan Tudyk is in a lot of things. It was a dream, or something. Yeah, it was a dream. Oh, the dream sequence. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Alan Tudyk is in a lot of stuff. He's—I um, I noticed it a lot because you know, having kids, we watch a lot of Disney in our house, and he actually does a lot of voice work for um a lot of the modern disney movies that are coming out nowadays um yeah he uh, have you ever seen moana no oh my gosh you need to see moana it's actually a very good movie uh he that's the one with the rock right yeah the one with the rock um he voices two parts in that movie he voices this like elder in the village uh where they're at but he also provides the voice work of the chicken Although the chicken doesn't have any speaking lines. So, uh, you know, he's just making noises throughout the whole thing. And it, it's funny. Alan Tudyk is actually a very funny actor. And one of my favorite roles of his will always be dodgeball. dodgeball Steve is, the pirate. The pirate. Arr.
1: Actually, I, I really like him in A Knight's Tale.
0: Yeah, I don't like A Knight's Tale. Weird. I know.
1: <laughs> so do you remember that movie, uh, I, Robot? Yes. Oh, he... With Will Smith? Yeah, 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 yeah. He was the robot. No way. Yeah. I didn't realize that either until I was doing the research uh, for this movie. I
0: must not have... He played Sonny. Oh, I must not have dug that deep into his resume. Weird. And then, did you ever watch Dollhouse? No, you always told me to, and I never got to it.
1: Yeah, because after Firefly came Dollhouse, you need to watch Joss Whedon stuff.
0: (laughs) Well, Joss Whedon's not hot right now, just so you know. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, back in the day. This is 2009. Okay. It, but he was in four episodes. He was,
0: okay. He's he, yeah. He's been in a lot of things. Um, He was also the voice of Iago in the remake of Aladdin. Oh, okay, Dollhouse, yeah. He, um, he was actually doing that around the same time he was doing them, uh, Tucker, uh, Hurt, what Dale Hurt, her Hurt, Hurt. Um, what's her
1: name? What's her name?
0: Eliza Duku. Eliza Dusku. Yeah, there you go. Dushku, yeah, yeah, she was so featured in our episode on why can't I think of the name of that movie all of a sudden? True Lies, True Lies. <laughs> Robert, I'm going crazy here. I really am. Me too. <laughs> I'm like, woo. Uh, but yeah, he's in a lot, a lot of crap. In fact, um, the very first movie he was in, like mainstream movie, he was in was Patch Adams. Oh, really? Yeah, nice. that was back in 1998. Then he didn't make an appearance again until 28 days, not 28 days later, the Sandra Bullock movie, 28 days. And then um, he was in Wonder Boys. And then he was in A Night's Tale in 2001. And that's where he started really taking off, especially when he ended up in the series Firefly. Because right after Firefly, came dodgeball. There's iRobot. Okay, and this message just slipped when I was going through his resume. But Alan Tudyk. Alan Tudyk is a really cool guy. Uh, funny actor, good voice actor. So when he was preparing for the role of Steve the
1: Pirate, he joined a group of pirate role players called the Rum Runners and spent a week with, at a pirate camp
0: with them. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. That's actually that actually sounds like fun. Can, can anybody join this group? Got <laughs> yeah, a casting what if for him though. Uh-oh, uh-oh. And you you're 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 going to like this one. Okay. I
1: don't know if you'll like it but I know you watch this show, okay. so he auditioned for the role of Michael Scott in The Office.
0: Ah, no, no, Steve Carell was perfect. no. Of course, Steve Carell, yes, but I, I he was perfect. But I,
1: I could see him doing it.
0: I could see, I, I could see him doing it. He would have brought a different, a different type of humor to it. I think it, Steve Carell is great at that awkward humor. Uh, I think Alan Tudyk might yeah. have been able to pull off the awkward humor but uh, there's just something about Steve Carell that makes you laugh, but cringe all at the same time. And that was perfect for the role of Michael Scott. So I'm glad we got to see Steve Carell's Michael Scott versus Alan Tudyk's Michael Scott. Me too. Uh, definitely. definitely. Now see, it would have been fun if maybe he had, uh, done like the replacement Michael Scott, you know, when, uh, Steve Carell left, uh, you know, they got Will Ferrell right, no, to fill hey, in hey, that's funny, yeah. uh, for a, a few episodes as uh, his replacement. I think it would have been fun if we got to see Alan Tudyk then.
1: So uh, it's on Comedy Central all the time. We're at work on the weekends. So we had it on. And that's they're doing the interview process with all the new managers. Mm-hmm. And so they had Ray Romano come through. Yeah, Jim Carrey. Uh, they had Jim yep. Carrey. Um, there's a couple others. I can't even think of it. Um, Will Arnett came through. <laughs> um, Will Arnett. There's somebody else. A, but yeah, that's kind of funny. They got all these big names to come through for the manager spot. I, and then they went with, uh... Oh yeah, kind of Robert large, California. Like, James Spader. Robert California. Robert California.
0: <laughs> Alright, so I know everybody, uh, not to get too far off subject, subject, uh, I know the season with Robert California oh, is not the most popular but i actually find myself going back and re-watching that season a lot because i think james spader is fantastic oh i love james Spader. he is fantastic one of my
1: favorite shows ever is uh boston legal with him and william shatter i know that I've show yet to watch is that so, so freaking f- oh my gosh you haven't watched no.
0: that <laughs> there's a lot i, of I have all the seasons on <laughs> it's my on, computer
1: uh, it's on amazon oh you yeah do? i just have yet on Amazon to Prime too
0: uh because there was another buddy of mine who said you have to watch boston legal and so he gave like he put it on a flash drive and gave me a bunch of uh, like all the seasons and i just i've yet to sit down and watch any of them so it's actually a spinoff of the practice okay
1: so the last season of the practice uh william Sh- uh james spader was on the practice at towards the end last the last couple mm-hmm. seasons um as alan shore and then um at the last season, I've only seen episodes here and there of the, of the last season of the practice. I've never watched the practice except for the, these couple episodes. But um, William Shatner's law firm meets up with the well, whatever the practice law firm was and ends up, like I guess, courting James Spader or something or Alan Shore. Yeah. And then the practice ended and then they spun it off with Boston Legal with James Spader on William Shatner's law firm team.
0: I mean... Uh... That seems like a great dynamic. Like the, the two of them, you got you got Captain Kirk and you have James Spader, <laughs> and I, I feel like the two probably would have done a great, or probably did do a great job feeding off of each other.
1: Well, it's funny because if you watch the show, that they're completely opposites. One's uh, far left, the other one's far right. Shatner and Shatner's right, and uh, and Spader's left, and they have completely different views on everything, but they're best friends, and it's a great
0: dynamic. Okay, see, see now, uh, see out, out of all the shows you've been trying to get me to watch lately, between Game of Thrones, Firefly, and Boston Legal, I'm now more sold to sit down and watch Boston Legal right now. Oh, watch Boston Legal is <laughs> funny. I, I, yeah.
1: it, it's, it, it's, it's a courtroom drama show with the perfect amount of comedy in it.
0: Perfect, and...
1: And Shatner's, er, Shatner is Shatner's brilliant in everything I, he does, but
0: he's really good I love this. me some Shatner, and like we said, we already love us some James Spader. But uh, neither of those two yeah. are in Tucker and Dale versus Evil, so let's move on. <laughs> oh yeah, we're
1: talking about Tucker and Dale versus Evil. That's what is that? What
0: we're talking about? <laughs> Doing what we do best. Uh, I guess so. So, oh, <laughs> I'm get the- so I, I'm pulling What's a U you, and I'm watching this movie oh, yeah, at the same time as we're uh, talking about it. And we just got to the scene where um, the one guy comes in with like the the weed whacker, and he just like.
1: Destroyed.
0: <laughs> What's her face? Oh my god! It's so funny. I'm on the beehive scene. Right oh, I now. love the beehive scene. That that <laughs> was the first scene during the rewatch where I started laughing out loud because it's just so freaking funny.
1: I see, like watching this, you can see like he's coming around the corner with the chainsaw, and you can see how, from a college kid's perspective. He's coming to chase them with the chainsaw. Yeah, I
0: mean, you're not paying attention to see reality, bees being yeah, he's being chased by trying, bees, yeah. you know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. We know
0: from this perspective he's being chased by bees, but as the kid, yeah. It's it's a great movie. I really want to see it from that different perspective. Uh, moving on to... Yeah, I might do that tonight. Yeah, definitely if I can find it. Uh, let's move on to Tyler Labine. So Tyler Labine, I actually don't know that much about. I've seen him in things but I've. He was in five episodes of Boston Legal. Well, that's good to know. <laughs> so I guess I'll see him in more things. But uh, tell us about Tyler Levine. What do you know about Tyler?
1: Ah, uh, he was in, like I said, five episodes of Boston Legal. He was in Super Troopers 2, the, the, the new one they just made. Oh,
0: yeah, he was. He was one of the Mounties. Uh, I forgot about that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and that's pretty much it. I mean, granted, though, he's got 101 credits. He's been in a lot of stuff. It's just nothing
0: big. I know, I'm going through like his entire uh resume real quick, just kind of zipping through it. I haven't even heard of half of this stuff. Uh, uh I know he's he's so, currently he in that say, TV show um <clears throat> New Amsterdam because Karen likes that show, so I remember him being in that. He no, plays I've a doctor in it. that one. Um yeah. Yeah, but all the rest of this stuff. I mean, he was in an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> I haven't seen that show in a long yet. time.
1: He said said uh, his worst job ever was being a piece of delivery guy. One customer once flicked a nickel
0: at his nose and fractured it. Wow. Yeah, it must have been a hard I know. Time. <laughs> what kind of coin was it? <laughs> oh, all the way down here at the bottom in 1994, he was in an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh, yeah. How old is he? He's close to my age, right? Or older? Uh, he was born Tyler, 1978. Okay, so he's four years old. April tonight. 29th, 1978. And he's from Canada. Blame Canada. <laughs> blame Canada. Uh, moving on to Katrina Bowden, <laughs> playing the role of Allison. She's the tall blonde in this movie that uh, Dale, Tyler the Bean's character, uh, falls madly in love with at first sight uh she's been uh she's been in quite a few things and but again it's one of those things where (sighs) she's never like the star of a movie so um but she's she's just been in a lot of things you would have seen she was in the movie sex drive she played mrs miss tasty i was just watching that movie yesterday i love that movie it's hilarious
1: I've only seen it when I saw the first one when, when it first came out. Uh,
0: Tucker Tucker and Dale versus, um Evil. Uh, Thirty Rock. She played the role of Suri uh, throughout 99 episodes. Yeah, throughout that, uh, she was in. Oh, she was in a Panic at the she Disco Mar- video. That's oh, yeah? pretty cool. I like Panic at the Disco.
1: She was in American Reunion, an American Pie. Yeah, Mia Reunion.
0: Yeah, yeah. She yeah. Was in a- she played uh, Chris Klein's girlfriend. She was in that show, New Girl. Um, but a lot of her. 173 episodes of Bold and the Beautiful. Yeah, I was about to say, out of all the other stuff that I see her listed on, that's the only name I recognize. So. Yeah. She doesn't seem like in a In 2011, practice. she was. Yeah, I don't know, I didn't think so either. But in
1: 2011, by Esquire, she was voted sexiest woman alive.
0: Wow, good for her. She yeah. was in Piranha 3DD. <laughs> 3DD.
1: 3
0: <laughs> That's basically where uh, they yeah, were yeah. going with that 3DD. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, and then there's really not a whole lot of other like n- names to kind of highlight. Do you have anybody you want to talk about that was in this movie? I put
1: Jess Ma- Jesse Moss on here, who's played uh, Chad, uh, the, yeah, main the main killer yeah. college kid. But he's, he's, in a, he's got 140 credits, and I couldn't find anything that I recognized except for Final Destination 3.
0: All right, I, I pulled him up real quick because I didn't write any notes about him down, so let's see. All I wrote was, in a lot of crap. In a lot of crap. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> uh, I do remember him in Final Destination 3. Um, he was in the Double Dragon TV series back in 93. He voiced something. I like Double Dragon. Uh, well, I like the video game Double Dragon. I remember the video game Double Dragon. It's on Nintendo. Nintendo. Uh, he's done a lot of voice work back when he was younger. Uh, da, 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 da 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 Yeah, I don't know any of this. Seriously, I've never heard of half of this crap before. Exactly. What is this? Um. There's not one thing... I... But hey, good for him for
1: getting steady work. I mean, 140 credits. Yeah,
0: I mean, that is... <laughs> oh, The Uninvited. I do remember that movie, but I don't remember him being in it. I don't remember that movie. It's actually movie. a pretty good movie. It came out the year before Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't recognize anything else. So, huh. He was in a lot of crap. Um, well, if we're going to do an honorable mention, I'm going to mention uh, Brandon J. McLaren who is, um, he was in another favorite movie of mine because I used to have this huge crush on Amanda Bynes. She's the man. And that's the only other movie I know him. He was in that show Slasher that I really like. I forgot about that. He was in um, the first season of Slasher, I think. I can't remember if it was the first season or the second season. Maybe it was the second season never watched it's actually very it's a very interesting show all three seasons are on um netflix it's kind of like an anthology series where every every season is a different story but they like utilize a lot of the same actors to play the different roles oh okay um like uh like american uh, American horror Horror story Story. yeah but it's all about like everyone's about a slasher so a slasher killer the first season was phenomenal i remember that i watched that's what I would watch when Rygan was just born and he would have me up in the middle of the night. So I would go downstairs with him and, you know, give him a bottle and put him back to sleep. And that's what I would watch is I'd watch slasher movies. I'm a horrible father because <laughs> I, I would do that. Well, I, he, he doesn't know. Well, yeah, he doesn't know. But Karen used to drive me crazy when I, Brecken was first born and I would, you know, be up in the middle of the night with him. I'd watch Dexter. She's like, stop watching uh, that crap around our children. I was like, he's too young to understand what's going on. Yeah. And if anything, I'd want him to grow up to be Dexter. He's killing yeah. serial killers. <laughs> if you're going to be a murderer, right. If you're going to be a murderer, that's the best murder exactly. to be. Exactly. That's a role model. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've got nothing more on the cast. No, I'm good there. All right. So who is your favorite? Oh, wait, 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 wait. Let's
1: go ahead and talk about the director a little. We always talk about the director. We do always talk about the director. I don't know Uh, anything
0: about this director, though, at least to my knowledge.
1: So, Eli Craig. Yeah. He is the son of Sally Field. Shut up. No way. Yep. And he also, he co-wrote this movie. And uh, so, he also did the Zombieland movie. Uh, no, I mean TV I mean not movie The Zombieland TV show For Amazon I don't know if you remember this or not But oh the kid just jumped at the wood chipper
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that scene <laughs> Anyways Holy crap um, Yeah he, there he is There are pictures of him with Sally Field He doesn't look anything like her though so he must look like his dad Yeah
1: Um. But anyway so th- there's Back in shoot At least seven years ago or so um, maybe eight. Amazon was going to make a new TV series. So they made a pilot for three different TV shows. And the fans got to vote on which one they liked best. Now, it might have been two, but I think it was three. Um, and then that one was going to be made into a TV show. Uh-huh. And one of them was Zombieland, which I watched the pilot and it was stupid. Yeah. Um, it was done to the same actors, but they're all playing those characters.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um... And then the other one was the tick, which ended up winning and getting a TV show.
0: And then they ended up canceling. And it.
1: there was, and there's one more. I can't remember what it was though. But but yeah. So in the in the I mean in the the zombie land, um, they're in their vehicle and they use the OnStar and talk to some chick on the other side of OnStar all the time, which was dumb because who's still going to be working with OnStar when there's a zombie apocalypse going on? <laughs>
0: That's true, that's very true.
1: Yeah. But anyways, yeah.
0: Wow, that's really cool. Uh, he's actually, he's actually done quite a few things. He's only got five directing credits. Uh, like you said, um, but he, he's been he's been in a few things. He, yeah he, hasn't, yeah, he hasn't done that much. So he was in Space Cowboys. That's funny. Um, Little Evil. That was that one on uh, Netflix. Yeah, and he wrote Steve that movie. Steve Craig. Steve Craig's his dad, but I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. it must be a nobody. <laughs> yeah. Uh but uh well that's cool. Good for Eli Craig. I hope we uh actually see some more from him because this is a funny little He hasn't he hasn't done anything since Little Evil actually, so that was t- twenty seventeen. Yeah.
1: Well yeah, so he, he co wrote this movie and uh
0: and directed it. Awesome 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 all right well then let's now that's all i got i'm sorry so now that's all i got now that's all you got okay well let's move on to who is your favorite actor actress in this movie i mean there's really not a whole lot to choose from so out of tucker and dale which one do you like better tucker or dale i like i like dale you like dale i do I do too. I mean, again, Tucker's funny and everything like that, but I like Dale because he's he's just so like innocent and then like all his facial yeah. expressions throughout the movie are just like Oh. <gasps> and we've talked about
1: like how I am with actors and facial expressions. Yeah. But yeah.
0: Oh, I I'm, I'm in the scene where <laughs> uh Chad is uh like threatening Dale with the chainsaw right now. Sorry. Um, anyway, yeah, no, I like Dale, too. So and I also like, uh, I think his character is probably the most interesting character of this all, you know, because they play him as the dumbest, but he's actually the smartest character in the entire right, movie. Right, how he says
1: he, uh, yeah, he says he, he has one of those memories where everything he reads, he remembers it, you know?
0: Yeah. But I think that, you know, what is that called? Photographic memory? Yeah. But it's really strange that he's still dumb as a rock. Right. <laughs> Do you have a favorite actress? I don't know. Katrina Bowden? <laughs> yeah, Katrina, you took... It's not a whole lot to choose from. I mean... You took home it's gold. The, the other college
1: girls, but yeah. <laughs>
0: um. Okay, well then, that easily moves us on to the next thing. Quotable lines. So, there's a There's l- a lot of good quotable lines in this one. There are, and I'm going to let you get started. Go. Oh. Oh, hi-ho, officer. We've had a doozy of a day. <laughs>
1: There we were minding our own business, just doing our chores around the house. When, when kids started killing themselves all over my property,
0: <laughs> I would. Uh, if I were the officer, I would have been like, "What? What?" Well, least, <laughs> you think I'm dumb, or I'm
1: so dumb that I you? I believe that a, a kid just threw stuff in the woodchipper? <laughs> I like it when they say wood chipper. Wood chipper? Wood chipper?
0: Uh, um, that, that's a great line. Um, Well,
1: towards the end of the movie, we there, Allison and uh and Dale are up in the, the attic of that barn, and they're going through the newspapers, and Chad comes in, and they show them the newspaper. It's true, Chad. You're half hillbilly. <laughs> <laughs> like hillbilly's a race of people. <laughs> yeah, so a hillbilly who grew up I guess where he grew up is why he's a hillbilly. But if that same person would have grown up somewhere else, he wouldn't be a hillbilly. So, exactly you can't classify that as
0: a race, exactly. But you want a killer hillbilly? I'll show you a killer hillbilly. <laughs> yep, um, it's true, Chad. You're half hillbilly. I, I love the <laughs> fact that they keep throwing that word around. Um, uh, what else you got? So, do you know when this movie takes place? When this movie takes place where oh where like, What well, part of the country uh no west virginia of course it would <laughs> isn't that like hillbilly central <laughs> uh, i don't
1: know i live in texas we have got a lot of rednecks here
0: that's very true that is very true are, re- are rednecks and hillbillies the same thing no you could be a redneck what's the difference but not be a hillbilly i think the difference is one has a redneck and one doesn't i have no idea i
1: think texas is more rednecks and west virginia is probably more hillbilly
0: yeah you know it's it's a sad it's a sad um generalization to make but also you know west virginia uh is an unfortunate setting for a lot of horror films wrong turn things like that it's uh uh it has a lot of connotations with inbreeding and stuff like that i feel i I feel like yeah that's more the embodiment of the idea of hillbilly than out in texas he's got a got the nails in his head oh i think
1: he's gonna walk it off
0: (laughs) and i just got to the end of the movie where he gets the girl oh such a happy ending for this movie um I told you, Tucker, I'm a zero with the ladies. They hate my face. <laughs> I was right about to read that one.
1: <laughs> they hate my face. Apparently, he edited that.
0: See, that, that's great. I feel like if you get uh, um, a pair like that together, who they you can obviously, obviously see that they had great chemistry together. And so yeah. once they get going, it's kind of like uh, the whole uh, Vince Vaughn, Owen Wilson thing from like uh, Wedding Crashers. Once you get them going, sometimes they're going to go off script, and probably what they come up with off script is way better than anything that they uh, wrote down. Like, I I really want to know. I really want to know. I know we're on quotable lines right now, but I kind of want to get to this part. The part where he comes in, where Tucker comes in after he's been stung in the face, and uh, there's Dale and uh, Allison playing the game, and he's just complaining about being stung in the face. First thing he does is he reaches into a cooler, grabs a beer, cracks it open, and starts pouring it on his face. I was like, was that scripted? Because I really feel like that's something that was made up on the spot. It was not. I
1: actually did read that it was not scripted. Okay. That
0: felt it's funny. It's ad-libbed. funny. You do mention that
1: because yeah, it's funny. You mentioned that because I actually did read that. That was not scripted.
0: That, that was just, that was hilarious. And I started laughing there and I'm just like, that would be a Tucker thing to do. I feel like that would be a hillbilly right. thing to do. Ah, I'm going to get a lot of hate mail on this. <laughs> um, uh, another good quote. Um, when Dale
1: says, uh, you thought I looked like some sort of freak, and Alice goes, We misjudge you, Dale. I'm really sorry, then Dale says, Don't be sorry. It's my fault. I should have known if a guy <laughs> like me talked to a girl like you, someone would end up dead. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, or the the uh when Dale after the spear lands between his legs, like I never thought I'd say this, but I'm glad I'm not hung like a bear. <laughs> <laughs> just a lot of great little one-liners in this movie uh but i really feel go ahead when 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 tucker had his finger sewed back on and he found my
1: fingers i don't remember that one looking that way it's kind of painted nail on it (laughs) (laughs) it's a woman's finger
0: (laughs) Uh, but even for all the funny lines in this i think what makes this movie even better is just All the scenes and sequences. So it's not just when they're talking, it's all the stupid things that are happening. So we've already made reference to it several times so far throughout this movie, where, or throughout this episode, where we were talking about the scene where he's sawing the log and he hits the bees. I just, that scene is just so funny because you know something bad's about to happen right away and you just wonder how it's going to turn. And then as he starts running with the chainsaw, it's like most people probably would drop the chainsaw. Right, yeah, he just keeps running with it. They're being attacked (laughs) by bees, and and he's just, like, swinging the chainsaw. Like, what are you going to do? Are you going to, like, saw every bee in half? No, most (laughs) people would have dropped that chainsaw and ran. But, no, he had to run with the chainsaw. He had to go all Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw Massacre on these college kids and run at them crazily, wielding a chainsaw. And... Yeah, that's funny. It's the it's little thoughts they put into these scenes. Again, perspective, you know, obviously from the college kids, they saw something different than what we were meant to see. We already knew what was going on. So I think that's what makes this movie great is all the little um, the actions that happen throughout this film.
1: Of course. Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, Sorry, I think I had just kind of <laughs> jumped ahead a category. Were you done with quote oh, uh, quotes? I am done actually.
1: Okay. I mean, I, there's so many more, but yeah, yeah. That's, I'm, that's pretty much all I had written down.
0: Perfect. So, uh, since I jumped ahead of category, uh, what is one of your favorite scenes or sequences in this film? I know yours is the B scene. Always the B scene. Mine is just.
1: My, they just start killing each other or killing themselves. Not on purpose. <laughs> they're just. <laughs> Dale and and uh, Allison are digging the trench, and the guy's <laughs> coming in with a spear, and. The spear falls in the ditch, and then he lands on top of the spear. That, and then another one when Tucker's, uh, yeah, Tucker's throwing one of the wood chipper. chipper. <laughs> the guy goes after. Him. I gotta say it that way because that's the way they say it. it's hilarious. But Tucker gets out of the way, and the guy just dies right in the wood chipper. Yeah, I mean, all these people died
0: was, accidentally. So that that's yeah. that's the other hilarious thing about this movie is that nobody was actually murdered. They all died right, accidentally. exactly. Yeah. So you got
1: the one kid who's uh, who Alan Tudyk's running around with the chainsaw. That kid thinks he's chasing him with the chainsaw, not paying attention, and runs right into a, a sharp stick hanging out of a log impales and himself. Yeah. So yeah, it impales himself, and then you had the next kid who died when Dale was digging the hole, and he turned knocked uh, Allison out with the shovel, mm-hmm. and then the kid went and landed on his own spear that he threw in the <laughs> in the hole. And then you got the other kid when Tucker was putting wood in the wood chipper. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) and Tucker moved out of the way, or he like ducked down, and the kid jumped right in the wood chipper. And uh, then next you had the sheriff who comes and sees it all, and they go inside the house, and he leans up against the pole and gets the the nails impaled right in his face. And, And the next kid has the sheriff's gun and can't figure out how to use it, and then Dale goes, you got to turn the safety off. (laughs) So he turns the safety off, and it's pointed right at his face, and he pulls the trigger and kills himself. I think that's all of them.
0: I think you... Yeah, I think you did a good job there. Well, then
1: later you have uh, that one kid coming in with the...
0: um, the weed eater. So yeah, So he actually did... Murder. It was accidental, but he did murder. Oh no, 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 no. She 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 was still
1: alive. Oh, you yeah, right, yeah, before you're, the right, house you're exploded, right, you're right, you're right. She was she was trying, trying to get Chad to Chad to save her. That's right. So that's right. those three all died in that uh explosion, which was caused by Chad.
0: You're right, you're right. I stand corrected. So Chad's
1: the only one that actually murdered somebody. Bastard. Technically.
0: Right. <sighs> But yeah, to summarize all the all the accidental deaths, I think, were probably just the best parts of the movie. You know, not to say that death is funny, but they were definitely the best parts of this. Death film. is funny in movies. <laughs> death is funny in <laughs> movies. Yes. Um, oh, now I remember. So I wanted to go back and talk a little bit about uh, kind of the opening scenes of the movie, more specifically when they're in that country store. And the college kids go in there for beer and stuff like that. so right you've got you've got uh, Tucker standing at the desk talking with the store clerk, and they're going over a list of stuff that you know he needs. Did you pay attention to what that list was?
1: I was kind of listening to it yesterday when I was watching the movie. It was, like, nails and stuff, though. I thought it was just, like, hardware equipment.
0: It was hardware equipment, and I've I've been trying to find, like, if somebody wrote it down somewhere, uh, and I haven't found it yet, but one of the things that uh, they listed on there was feminine napkins. Tampons. Oh, really? Yeah. They were listing some of the most bizarre things On that,
1: I guess I didn't listen that close. Yeah,
0: you need to go back there, and what I need to do, what I should have done, was turn on closed captioning and wrote down what they were saying. Uh, But uh, that actually caught my eye, and I have no idea why I was even listening to begin with, or you know, caught my ear um, because there was something else going on at the time. She was Allison; uh, her character was looking at something, so that's what you should have been concentrating on. But you could still hear the list being read off in the background, and I heard feminine napkins, and I'm like. What? And I it really began to make me think about well, why would that be on the list? Are they just did they just throw did the writers just throw it in there as something funny in case anybody was paying Probably. attention or something like that? Or did Allison actually hear that listed, which played into her freaking out there in the store other things played into her freaking out there in the store i think it was
1: Dan. i don't know i think it just she thought yeah she thought they were creepy yeah
0: she thought they were creepy but i mean I, I i'm probably reading a little too much into this but let me let me kind of go down this road real quick so if i were her and i was getting freaked out by the things in the store you know dale staring at her stuff like that and then i'm hearing this list in the background and you're hearing supplies that are a little bit more than just hardware supplies for fixing up a house i'd be a little freaked out too so i mean just to sit there and hear a hillbilly asking or you know on his list of things that he needs feminine napkins i'd be like what yeah. the hell did i just walk into and i i feel like that maybe that was just a very small play set up into the play that was eventually going to happen. It really solidified the, the wrong feeling that these kids had about these two, or it just could have been nothing. It, or, it could have just been something that they threw in there to see if anybody was paying attention. Who knows? I think you read way too much. <laughs> <laughs> I have a PhD into overthinking things.
1: <laughs> so another funny scene was right after that, when Dale wants to go talk to talk to the to Allison and Tugger's like you just need to be yourself and, and go over there, you need to have more confidence. So he goes over there, but he takes the biggest blade he could find <laughs> with him. <laughs> Why, I don't know, but he goes over this big huge blade trying to talk to them all laughing all creepily and
0: <laughs> uh Just really, really good comedic properties to this film. And just little things like that definitely help solidify it as a great comedy slash horror. All right. What's up? What's next up on our categories of things to talk about? Uh, We're on Rate the Plot, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, for the f- first time, I actually don't have the list of criteria in front of me. I was like, we're 26- I'm 26 episodes into this thing. You'd think I'd have this thing memorized by now. Uh, all right. I, I gave it a seven. You gave it a seven? I think it's a good plot. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I, I could have even gone a little higher because the plot
1: is good. It's, it's a great concept, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Well, then my question is, why does it lose the three points?
1: Because it's, I don't know. It's not that big of a movie. I don't know if that should have anything to do with it. It's not a real popular movie. I don't know if that has, should have anything to do with it either. <laughs> but that's why I gave it a 7. I, I really don't know. I <laughs> uh, I mean, really, I, I, I don't know. Maybe it should be an 8.
0: Hmm. Where'd you put? I gave it an 8. I really did. Um, And the only reason I didn't give it anything higher than an 8... Uh, it has nothing to do with, um, it really has nothing to do with the movie itself, like the popularity of it or how it did or anything like that. Um, I, I do enjoy watching this movie. It's funny. It's got its uh, great moments and stuff like that. But there are also times where I feel like maybe they went just a little too, they they relied a little too much. They tried too hard. Yeah, that that's that's what I'm looking for there. I mean, it's just like you had a great concept. It was being executed very well, but then I just felt like they they just they kept pushing it. Like, how much further can we push this? How much further can we push this? Um, and then I that's the only reason I I felt like maybe it was just a little too much. They could have scaled it back yeah. just a tad and not lost the integrity of the film whatsoever. Other than that, I really have no complaints about this film at all. Um, I, I can't even sit there and really list any plot holes for this film. I'm sure some people could. I don't oh, know if yeah. you could. I
1: didn't even look into it. I, I, I didn't see any, but I didn't even look into it because I didn't really care. Yeah, exactly. You know?
0: Um. Well, any movie mistakes that you may have noticed about this film? I didn't. Okay. Did you? Uh there was a couple things uh it was mainly continuity wise um so like when uh Dale cuts Tucker down from the tree Tucker's hands go out um and you can see that he has um all his fingers and everything despite the fact that oh. uh, two fingers were just recently cut and off. I didn't notice that. So you sure. you could see that, and I, I I saw that was also listed on a couple of other places as I was doing research. That one of the, that's one of the things that. Uh People noticed, but other uh, people also noticed some other things where I guess I just really wasn't paying attention. There was one here uh, when the kid jumps into the wood chipper and uh, gets killed. Chipper. There's blood everywhere. It goes all over like the back of his pants, down to I his ankles, and stuff that. like that. And then when they're pulling him, what's left of his body, out of the wood chipper, there's no blood on his shoes chipper. or his pants or anything, or like the bottom of his pants and stuff like that. So it was like a, a yeah. clean corpse. And I guess I wasn't paying that much attention, uh, to it. And then, uh, yeah, there's just, there's little things here and there, but other than that, nothing, nothing major, nothing like, um, Deadpool where freaking Francis was having his face beat to a pulp and he was bloody, not bloody, bloody, not bloody, bloody, not bloody. I mean, that was obvious. There's that. There is that. If there was anything you could have changed about this movie, what would it have been and why? Nothing.
1: I like it for what it is. I. Agree. It's not meant to be changed.
0: I agree. There. Aside from maybe just scaling it back a little bit, um, there's... Uh,
1: see, I, I, I didn't have a problem with that.
0: Well, I mean, again, I, I still gave it an 8, so I I was okay with what they did. I just thought maybe it could have been scaled back a little bit. But, like, any major changes, like, I wouldn't have changed the cast. I wouldn't have no. changed anything like that. This this film was just a fun film. In fact, I would like to see a sequel.
1: See, I, I, I read about that, too, and they've talked about sequels, and they haven't done it. They said they do it if the script was as good or better than the first
0: one. Yeah. You have to have a setting where it all makes sense. Yeah. And I, right. In the age where they want to make sequels and reboots and remakes and stuff like that. I think this is probably just one of those movies they need to leave alone because too often do people make sequels and then it's horrible and it kind of puts a bad taste in your mouth for the original as well. It never it doesn't ruin the original, but... And see, that's the problem
1: that I had with Super Troopers 2.
0: Yeah. Don't get me wrong, it was funny, but they
1: recycled... I hate it when sequels try to do the same thing they did in the first one. They recycled too many jokes in the sequel that were funny in the first one, but we've already heard it. We, why do we need to do it again in the second, you know? Why can't we have something new?
0: The only movie that's really gotten away with recycling jokes and it's still being funny was austin powers because he actually they actually made yes. fun of themselves doing it right and that was the brilliance and, that's another
1: problem I have, and you know zombie one of my favorite yes. movies zombie land 2 they did that too they recycled a bunch of jokes it's like dude we've already heard this joke just get something new
0: people get comfortable and that's that's yeah. the problem or you know they i know they're trying to do callbacks and i don't know but yeah
1: it, it Maybe one throughout in the movie would be good, but you don't need to keep doing it over and over and over.
0: They they know what formula worked the first time and they don't wanna screw it up and in the process of you trying not to screw it up formula, you're going to you just screw
1: don't it. have to use the same jokes.
0: Right, yeah. It's I I, I call it the Force Awakens factor. <laughs> Force awakens factor. Where they try they yeah, try you, to you give mean, us something new. The same script as, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. They try to give us something <laughs> new, but it's really something we've already had before, just with a new name. Yeah. You know? Um uh, that's still uh, that still baffles me. I remember when the Force Awakens came out on Blu-ray. I, I bought it despite my feelings of it, because I had to have it as part of my collection. And I was watching one of the uh, making of featurettes of it and one of the first things JJ Abrams said and it just baffled my mind he's like we wanted we wanted to give a fresh perspective never something never seen before feeling of Star Wars and I'm just like lies seen it before <laughs> yeah. lies lies JJ oh. Abrams you are one of my favorite. Filmmakers and you are lying, but we're not here to talk Star Wars.
1: Um, well, oh, how you, how you said you just you bought that just because you had to have yeah. it. Well, stupid me. Well, not stupid me, but I like Star Wars. I want to spend two hundred fifty dollars on a twenty-seven disc collection, four K Star Wars.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs>
1: yeah. So I have I have all nine movies. With twenty-seven discs of special features,
0: I'm sure the special features are actually pretty awesome. I haven't watched any of them yet. I, I, I that would probably be the only I, reason I, I, I watch as those. Much, as
1: much, as, right? As much as I, I don't like the new ones, I it's it's, it's all it's a collection. I like Star Wars.
0: I about to say I I spend <laughs> seven dollars a month to watch all the Star Wars in 4K on Disney Plus. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but I don't get all the special features, yeah, so you get cool. all the you get all the special stuff. Um,
1: yeah, well, it's got like a it's got a bonus disc for every
0: movie. Uh, see, that's that's and cool.
1: Yeah, and uh, so yeah, for like Phantom Menace all the way through the whatever this last one was has a bonus. This, plus, this there's other bonus discs. The Rise of Skywalker. Well. <laughs> I can't even remember. There you go. That, the, one. That,
0: one. <laughs> that one. That awful one. <laughs> The one where the emperor's back for no reason whatsoever. Oh, my gosh, really? <laughs> Why? Why? I don't get it. So, I, I tangent time. I <laughs> I was um, I follow a whole bunch of people on uh, my uh, my podcast Instagram, and one of the people I follow is like he's a huge Star Wars nerd. Like I, I kind of want to pick this guy's brain apart. I really do. He posted something on there and he's like, So in Force Awakens, when they first introduce Ray, you know how every character has the kind of like their own theme music throughout the movie? <laughs> he's like, Yeah. If you really, really, really pay attention, you can hear the Emperor's theme music throughout her theme what? music. He's like, So they were trying to tell us from the very beginning who she was if you were paying attention and I was, they I know. was so I they intrigued knew. by that, that I've actually got the, um, I've got the force awakens disc sitting out. Um, and I keep meaning to put it in and I just want to watch that one. I guess I could pull it up on Disney, but I I, yeah, I want to watch yeah, yeah, force awakens <laughs> and now I kind of just want to pay attention to that one part. I want to listen to the music and see what Is this, it the
1: Imperial March it's,
0: God, whatever the, uh, the emperor, the imperial march wasn't the emperor's music. That was well, Darth the, Vader's. Yeah, music. no, the first. Well, I, are you sure? Yeah, yeah.
1: I guess you're right because it was in the it was in a new hope, wasn't it? No,
0: the imperial march did not actually make its first appearance until Empire Strikes Back.
1: Did yeah. it? Yeah, I want to say that was the music when we first saw Palpatine walk out of the ship in Return of the Jedi. That music was the imperial march was playing.
0: I think so. I, I guess I need to, but anyway, I, I, I guess I need to do a Star Wars rewatch from the beginning. I just, mm. which is actually funny because I just started watching uh, Revenge of the Sith the other day. Because out of all the prequel movies, that one's my favorite. That's oh, that's, and we've had this conversation too. All the best lightsaber
1: sequences are in the final films. The and then the final films, I think they're in the prequel.
0: No, 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 no. no. Uh, sorry, what I, I meant to say was the final films of. Oh. Uh, each trilogy. No, that's not true either because the best one in the new I one was Last really... Jedi.
1: I will give you this. I don't like Last Jedi. I think it's stupid. But that throne room oh, scene God, throne... is
0: pretty badass. I, <laughs> I remember Karen and I were sitting in the movie I theater. will watch it just exactly, for Exactly, exactly. Karen and I were sitting in the movie theater, and when that whole scene was over, I looked at her and just like... I am blown away. Uh, that was probably the best lightsaber battle scene. Almost the best lightsaber battle scene in all of Star Wars. It's still a tie between the Phantom Menace and um, um, Revenge of the Sith. Uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan. I think Revenge uh, Obi- of the Sith, oh, yeah, yeah, of of the Sith and Obi- takes Obi-Wan the cake. Great. And, I think
1: so, too. That's the best lightsaber scene of all of them. But the, but with Dark Maul, though, I mean, when... When you're when you're sitting there in the theater watching the Phantom Menace for the first time, and Darth Maul comes out with his saber, and then the other end lights up, you're like, "Oh, yeah. that's badass!" But, right. and then he he's fighting both both Obi Wan and uh, Qui Gon at the same time. Man, it, it was it was a very good, that's great that's a scene. Theory. But
0: I want to I want to invite you to think of something here. Take that scene, that right. entire scene. And remove the music. So it's just the fighting. Is, no. it, is it as badass no. without the music? No. The music is what yes, makes that scene great. I think so. I think it
1: is still badass. But that music, I am so that they never used that music again. Because that, in my opinion, was the best Star Wars song or, or score. score that there was. Yeah, not song. Score. That's the best Star Wars score through the whole nine movies. Yes. Was I used to after that came out and things started going digital, where you could download music and stuff. I used to I downloaded that because I love it. That's such
0: a great. score. It is a great score, but that's what I think makes that lightsaber battle all the better. Is it just had this amazing, just dramatic score behind it, and if you just remove that score, the scene is the fight scene is still pretty awesome, but it's not as awesome. So that's what makes the Revenge of the Sith. This just turned into a Star Wars podcast, everybody. <laughs> I was <just>
1: exactly <laughs> the same thing. So this is Tucker and slash <laughs> Star <Dose/Star> Wars. Because <laughs> we, we, we went into a Star Wars tangent at the beginning of the podcast, too. <laughs>
0: um, but that's what makes the Revenge of the Sith fight uh, scene all the more better. It's not necessarily... The score during that fight scene is good and everything. It's uh, It's got a lot of emotion to it. But I think what really makes that... Uh, fight scene better is all the reading I did into it. They practiced that scene so much that the speed at which they are fighting is the legit speed that they filmed it at. So it's not sped up or anything like that. They were so precise on their, their footing, their placements and everything like that. And it's so fast. And I think what also makes it better is that I also read that, um, Ewan McGregor would make his lightsaber sounds, uh, as he was like fighting, I, I <laughs> <heard> that, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's why. Yeah. But that's a, I, every time we get to that part of Revenge of the Sith, I'm just like, that's the part there. I I have to stop what I'm doing and I have to watch it from beginning to end because it's such an amazing scene.
1: The one, the one thing that I don't like that Lucas did during uh, Phantom Menace and uh, Revenge of the Sith during those lightsaber mm-hmm. scenes was cut back and forth between those and other parts of the story yeah i wish like stay i, I, I want to I, I just want to watch that lightsaber scene yes that's what i want to watch i don't want to watch that and then go on to anakin uh following the plane over to wherever he was and all that other stuff i or in a uh, in revenge of the sith you had yoda doing his thing and then you had uh all this other stuff going on going back and forth and i i just wanted to watch that lightsaber scene from beginning to end, no interruptions.
0: Yes, I agree, and it's funny you bring up the whole Yoda thing. So, Revenge of the Sith has my favorite lightsaber battle of the entire franchise. It also has my least favorite lightsaber battle of the entire franchise. I Yoda hated and Yoda and Palpatine's battle. It yeah, looked stupid, like you, you stupid. But Yoda and uh, um, Count Dooku's Dooku's battle, the second one, was yeah, way better. I like that. Yeah. I, I love it because they, you have this expectation of Yoda. You know he's old. He's got a walking cane and stuff like that. But he's got to be this really awesome fighter. You know he's got to be this really awesome right. fighter. And then you exactly. finally get to see it. And that's what made that exactly. whole fight scene awesome. The one
1: stupid thing about that was, though, I mean, the, I mean, the, the when he pulls back his robe and you see the lightsaber, like, oh, it's on. And the fight scene was amazing. He's jumping up everywhere, doing flips throwing a saber around, and then all of a sudden they're done, and he gets his camera. Yeah, back. he's got
0: it he's gotta get up and he's like <laughs> really? he's struggling to walk and I'm like <laughs> Come on, dude He <laughs> just did backflips everywhere and <laughs> Uh, all right, so that concludes our Star Wars portion of this. Tucker episode. and Dale. <laughs> Tucker and Dale. Tucker and Dale versus Evil. You have, uh, so, what miscellaneous <laughs> information do you have about this movie? If you have any other thoughts that you would like to so share, so this movie
1: was actually shelved for three years before it was finally released. Huh.
0: Interesting. How come?
1: Following its debut at Sundance, uh, the film struggled to find distribution. According to Eli Craig, this was because it wasn't quite indie or mainstream enough to fit in any uh, either category. Likewise, it also was much too bloody to fit in with comedy, and much too hilarious to fit in with horror. Huh?
0: Okay, okay, I can uh, I can see that.
1: Yeah, that's really all I have. <laughs> Interesting. Well, uh, I couldn't really find a whole bunch a whole lot of facts about this movie.
0: Who ended up? Re- oh, okay. Uh, look, at, see right here. Um, yeah, there weren't any big time production companies or even uh, distributors associated with this um yeah the biggest name on the district distributors list that i see is sony pictures sony pictures handled the uh the uk distribution of it so not even the united states distribution so who, who did it who did the united states magnolia home entertainment huh. and they just did the dvd and blu-ray i don't even know who did the uh who did the theatrical yeah uh, some company called magnet releasing did the theatrical Distribution. Oh, I've seen them on, on movies. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, so not big names whatsoever. So that could also play into why it's not such a big film either, because it didn't really have a lot of big players right. in it, or, you know, behind it, pushing it.
1: Yeah, like I said, I'd never heard of the movie before until somebody put it on for me and I watched it. Hmm.
0: I bet you if they did go and make a sequel now, they're. A big company would want to be. I think it make it. money.
1: It, you're right. Yeah, that it, it'd make
0: money in the theaters. Oh, it definitely would make money in theaters. It's gotta. It if, yeah, if it's people ever get, get to go back to it. the theaters. Right. I'm not holding out hope. I still want to see Black Widow, but I want to go see Tenet. That's all I want to see is I want to see Tenet. Yeah, I want to. It'll see be Tenet. the first Christopher well, Nolan I film the I will open. not see in theaters at this point.
1: I, theaters here are open. Not here. Really. Yeah. He's just in theaters right I now. I know it
0: is, but none of ours are open, so I will, it'll be the first Christopher Nolan film in a long time that I will have not seen in theaters, and I'm very upset about it. You need to make a trip to Texas real quick <laughs> just to watch the movie. Hey, honey, I'm just going out to Texas to go see a movie real quick. I'll be back <laughs> tomorrow, or maybe the day after. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I would go see... The sequel uh, again. You know, we talked about it. Like, if I'd be a little leery of the sequel, but I'd still go see it in theaters. Although yeah, I'm very I'm glad, glad I didn't it, go see definitely. Super Troopers in theaters, like I originally wanted to, because I probably would I have did. been super pissed.
1: I mean, like I said, it, it was funny, but I just it's yeah. <laughs> it, it had it had its funny moments.
0: So. I got to take it back to Star Wars real quick. I really feel like we, we <laughs> should. We should finally just break down into do a Star Wars episode because I, between all of our episodes, we've talked about it. Despite my rule, we don't talk about Star Wars. <laughs> so I feel like we should just finally. What do you
1: that. need to do is just go through all of our episodes, find, take out all our Star Wars clips, put them together, and we don't have to even do anything. We've already talked about it.
0: Hey, <laughs> we have a Star Wars episode. Hey, that's pretty smart. Look at you go. <laughs> Uh, yes, we have two rules on the show We don't talk Star Wars, even though we talk Star Wars And we don't talk we Harry do. Potter And I don't think I've actually ever talked Harry Potter on any of my episodes So, that's the one rule I've actually Except kept right now, but <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm not
1: as much of a Harry Potter fan as you exactly. are So, you couldn't really talk much Harry Potter with me I've seen them all, but that's about the extent
0: of it Yes, we, we don't want to dive in We don't want to open up that can of worms right now but, but today, we actually did not mention anything about the MCU You said you want to Hmm. see Black Widow, so I'll count it. Oh, okay, there we go. (laughs) I
1: was going to say we always talk about the MCU every time we talk.
0: All right, well, let's think about this. Is there anything in this movie that we could turn and relate to the MCU? Because that's usually how we get on the MCU is that there's like an actor that's been in it or something like somebody's associated with the MCU has has um. Well, we did talk about Joss Whedon. We did talk about Joss Whedon and he, who also did the Avengers. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> and Age of Ultron, and that was James Spader. So James Spader, hey. Well, I actually did think about
1: that too, because when we we're talking about James Spader, I wanted to mention Ultron because of all the MCU movies, that's actually one of my least favorite. That's what, and I think we've talked about we have that talked before. about
0: that before, and I think we both agreed that as a standalone film, like if you were to take it out of the MCU and you just watch it as it's as its own entity. It's a fine movie. It actually is an okay movie. And James Spader does a really great job with Ultron. He's basically the only reason you want to watch this movie. So you can listen to his voice. Right. But when you include it in with the rest of the MCU, it is the weakest link. Honestly, out of all the and MCU I so, yeah. movies. Um, I was trying to think, has Alan heard... Tudyk, I know we were just looking at his resume, but has he been involved in any MCU movies?
1: I don't think he's, I don't think
0: he's part of the I MCU, don't think...
1: which is kind of surprising. Although I like he wouldn't be like have some small role somewhere in the MCU. yeah
0: let's take it back to Star Wars ago <laughs> real quick he's reprising his role of K2SO in the upcoming Cass Cassian Andor series for Disney Plus
1: nice. so Mandalorian did you see the new the the trailer for the new season
0: yes I'm excited but I still have to finish season one I have I didn't watch the last you've never fit- I didn't what? watch the last two episodes okay, we're done. <laughs> I just never got around Dude, to watching the last two dep- episodes. I've, I've watched the, the season.
1: Uh, yeah, I've watched that season like two or three and, times well, already. You know, I
0: got busy. Excuse me. Uh, well, all right. So Alan Tudyk kid. wasn't involved in the MCU, but he was in a Marvel movie. I forgot he was uh, one of the rednecks in Deadpool 2 alongside uh, Matt Damon. Oh, yeah. That's not an MCU movie, so he c- it can't count. Oh. <sighs> <sighs> Deadpool's gonna be in the MCU. But he soon, wasn't yet, so
1: from what I hear. But he's gonna be he's gonna be a different
0: Deadpool from what I hear. But it's still gonna be Ryan Reynolds, so I don't know how they can do As this. long as it's still, right, Ryan, it's still Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds, I'm okay yeah. with this. I'm leery, but, but I'm okay. Being in the MCU, they,
1: I mean he's gonna have his standalone movies which are which are gonna be the same rated R Deadpool movies.
0: But yeah, they're uh, gonna have to tame him down in the MCU they do have to they have to yeah, they have to tame him down in the yeah. MCU. Um speaking of Ryan Reynolds I heard the rumor. <laughs> I was just watching Which I one? was just watching the Umbrella Academy the other day. I heard a rumor. Um Have you ever seen the Umbrella Academy? You need not to watch yet. it. Um, to. I heard a rumor that uh he and Hugh Jackman actually would like to be in a movie together that's not MCU related, but a remake of <gasps> Face Off. What? Yeah.
1: No. Yeah. No, yeah. stop remaking good movies. Well, I mean, it's not the greatest movie, but I, I think it's a good movie. I love Nicholas Cage. But
0: can you imagine, just imagine for one no. second, the hilarious. It, it, it would be more of a comedy. It, it, would, it, would, exactly. it would have its action, but it would ha- it would be a comedy as well.
1: No, stop remaking movies.
0: <laughs> original ideas, original ideas. Hollywood doesn't know how oh, to give yeah. us anything original anymore. Yeah, I know. And if it is original, nobody likes it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's, let's try to finish up Tucker and Dale versus evil here. Any other thoughts you have towards this movie? Oh, nope, I'm good. Well, I <laughs> am good too. So guys, thank you for joining us on this really woo, everywhere adventure. We're talking about star Wars MCU and just a little bit of Tucker versus Dale or Tucker and Dale versus <laughs> evil. Um, yeah. The next time Robert and I get together, uh, the Halloween extravaganza will have concluded, but we're going to be talking about. We're going to be starting another great franchise. Uh, I was actually watching part two of it this morning. Uh, Back to the Future is going to be our next big jump into. So I'm really excited about that one. I know Robert is too. We're probably. Be prepared because we've been putting this off, putting this off. But we're probably going to dive into the time travel paradox. We're
1: putting, we've been putting it off because we want to release
0: it on which day? We wanted to release it on November, November fifth, and we're going to go back to uh, 1985 and release it then. So, um, and, then and then 1955,
1: and then 1885, and then we're going to go up to. Then we're going to go back to. Actually, it's funny. <laughs> I was about to say then up to 2015, <laughs> 2015 but now it's really back to yeah, 2015. Yeah. <laughs> We've already We've passed already that. Passed that and we
0: are not living in the 2015 that they promised us in that movie. So I'm a little upset. No,
1: where's our freaking flying cars that could
0: drive themselves? Exactly. Come on, I, I want a pizza that starts off as this little three inch disc. Right. You just throw it in the, yeah, in the microwave for what was that? Like
1: <laughs> two seconds? <laughs> And they hyd- oh, you sure know how to hydrate a
0: pizza. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So we are going to be diving into the uh, Back to the Future uh, franchise. So we're going to begin with the first one, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And then just stay tuned. I, again, I've got a lot of great episodes planned for the Halloween extravaganza, which also includes a two-parter coming up. Of. I'm not going to spoil it for you. You're just going to have to find out. So thank you again for joining me, Robert. It's always fun. Always. Always. And until next time, guys, here in North Carolina, we're not going to the movies, but I guess in Texas they are. So wherever you are, if you can go see a movie, go see a movie safely. If not, I'll see you next time.